everyone. My name is Anna Lomprier and this is Jules O'Neill and we are the Wayfinders for the Cornwall Memory Cafe Network. Good day to everybody. It is the Wayfinders. We are back again. We are very, very blessed to have the lovely Catherine Lewis with us today from Community Energy Plus Charity. So the Wayfinders, just in case you don't know, we cover the whole of Cornwall between me and Jules. We get around a bit, going into the memory cafes, each one unique and different, supporting people living with dementia and their carers to access all sorts of support. And um, we definitely um, share about the Energy um, Plus Charity, Community Energy Plus Charity, and we thought today it would be a wonderful opportunity for people, for the listeners, to learn more about this incredible charity and the work that they do. So here we go. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. Um, so could you tell us a bit about Energy uh, Community Energy Plus, who you are, what you're doing? <laughs> Hi, Jules and Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. Um, yes, so I'm an energy advisor working with Community Energy Plus. Um, we're a Cornish charity. We cover the whole of Cornwall and we offer free independent energy advice to anyone who needs it. Um, we, um, we A lot of the advice that we offer is over the phone, but we can do home visits where, where, where needed. Um, and myself and two of my colleagues are on the outreach team and we are going out regularly into different community spaces where we can meet people um, who um, may need advice or support um, and also professionals working alongside them. Um, so we offer a, a whole range of support. Um, we lots of advice around ways that people can save energy and money um, help we can help people understanding their energy bills um, speaking with their supplier if they if they need help with that um, if people have energy debt then um, we can support with that too and that might mean um, um, referring on to um, another organization that can specifically help with debt, but we can help with that initial conversation. Um, we also provide emergency help for people to, to stay warm. So if um, if people's heating heating has broken, we can help people act, sometimes help people access grants. Um, if people are on uh, prepayment meters and they're unable to afford to top up, we can help with top up top-up vouchers um, and we can help people access grants for heating repairs and upgrades um, insulation and energy um, efficiency measures too so um, yeah we cover cover a lot within within our team um, wow. yeah cool. and I've actually seen you out at um, a couple of memory cafes and a few different community organizations so I do know your outreach team are out there in Cornwall giving advice to people, um, which is great to see, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, um, it's amazing. 
So we have been, we have gone, as you said, to, to some of the memory cafes and also carer, carer support groups, but we're also working across a lot of the community, community hubs, um, and we go to job centres, lots of different, different wow. places. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's incredible. And I bet your work starts to amp up um, as soon as autumn starts kicking in. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. As soon as the weather starts to turn um, turn cold, um, our phone lines get get very busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So, so one of the things that both Jules and I know quite well a bit about and refer people to you is something called the Household Support Grant. Can you tell us? Is it called the Household Support Grant? Yeah household support fund fund can you yeah. tell us a bit about that Catherine and how that might yeah. yeah so this is money that's come from central government to Cornwall Council and their various partner organizations that are distributing that we're using it to help people primarily with their energy costs so if people are struggling to pay for their energy then we have a chat with them and find out a little bit more about their their situation and if they're eligible we can put them forward for, for that and that is help towards their energy costs but we can also use that to um, help if people often if people come to us and they're struggling to afford to heat their home quite often they're struggling to afford to cook as well um, so you know we can use that fund to purchase slow cookers um, for people which are obviously much more energy efficient way of cooking um, and we used it to get um, heated throws for people which are like electric fleecy blankets that you have over over you um, which are a really really good way of keeping warm keeping keeping the person warm obviously they don't heat the space so if that's all you had then you would you didn't have any other heating you would start to get problems with damp mold um, but it's a really good supplementary heat um, and they're very very um, energy efficient they only cost a few pence an hour to run as right. opposed to um, you know the plug-in um, oil filled radiators which a lot of people seem to rely on for supplementary heat they cost around 70 pence an hour to run so it's these are much much cheaper um, and they're really they're really cozy too they are do you know what my heating um stopped working over the weekend so i have been wrapped up in mine <laughs> the whole weekend and it's kept me really warm actually like the actual house is about 15 degrees at one point but my body wasn't so that was always good <laughs> yeah. and that that is something that we would say actually jules if if people are struggling with the cost of heating to heat the person rather than the home obviously long term that's you know not not great but in the short term absolutely um, um keeping the person warm so if you if heated throws are great for that but also um layering clothing um, um keeping the, our extremities warm um hot food hot food and drink all of these kind of things um, keeping moving mm. um yeah all of That's these things brilliant. really good for keeping us great warm. advice so what else then so you've shared that you go to different places and give all sorts of advice and that you have these um this grant that can help people 
whether it's paying their, um, it might be supporting them to pay bills or negotiate, you know, like talking to heating um, or energy companies. Um, it could be a grant to repair something with their, to do with their heat or to provide um, a heater or something like that, as well as looking at their heating bill and seeing how they might save. Um, anything else on that, Catherine? Yeah, well, I mean, at, at the moment we are, we used to do a lot of advice around switching between tariffs and providers, but since the energy crisis, we've kind of we've held back from doing that because most people now are on a standard variable rate um, and are therefore protected by the price cap. So there isn't a lot to choose between um, energy providers. There are starting to be some fixed rate deals out there um, but um, obviously we we can't be sure what direction the energy market is going to move in so we're kind of a bit you know it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a gamble really taking on a fixed rate at the moment and if people are in a position to kind of take that take that risk then they, they can but you know we when, if people want that the protection of the price cap um, we would encourage them to stay stay where they are but obviously there's lots of advice that we can give around ways to save energy in the home whether that be um, in the in the kitchen and the like looking at how they're cooking if they are um, what they're using to cook with so um Obviously, using using an, an oven is very is very expensive. So, if people are using their oven, we would say to use it, do as much as you can whilst it's on, and batch cook, you know, freeze stuff and then reheat in the microwave. Um, cooking on a hob will be cheaper. Cooking in a microwave or a slow cooker or an air fryer will be even even cheaper again. So, um, and put simple things like putting lids on pans will save. Um, save energy um, and only boiling the amount of water that you need in a kettle so that's just that's just the kitchen for example and you, you know looking at how people do their laundry you know there's whole whole you know range of advice that we can can give we have um, a really useful guide which we distribute I think we've met, we've um, given some to them some of the memory cafes haven't yes. we um guide of saving energy and money and uh, it's got some lots of really useful tips and it. it is also available on our on our website um you can view it online um and download it so thank you and all the um details for people to get in contact with you if um you know we'll have attached to this podcast so people will be able to find your telephone number and your web details yeah, I would just just to kind of let people know at the moment because because it is a bit colder, gone a bit colder now. Our phone lines are are very busy, um, and if people call in, um, it is quite likely that you'd have to leave a message. So we would always encourage people: please do leave a message, and someone will will get back to you. Depending on the volume of calls, that might there might be a little wait, but someone will get back to you I, yeah oh. I've done that a few times and you guys always do get back to me sometimes you know it might be a day or two but you do always get back to the to, to you if you leave a message with with community energy plus yeah um, and we will always prioritize people who um 
you know who's who will uh, whose heating has broken and they've got no no heating and particularly if there is any vulnerability within the household so certainly that would that would be the case for any household where there is um, so the advice I suppose if someone is giving um, you guys a call if there is a serious problem like I don't have any heating make that really clear on the message so they can prioritize a call back to you is that what you're saying absolutely yeah yeah, okay. yeah. And then another factor is that if they have a vulnerability, so for example, they're living with dementia, they're elderly, that's classed as um, absolutely important as well. Yeah, well, it would it, yeah, it would they would get prioritised in the you know in how good to we, know we call, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, we're going to ask you now five. Can you think of? five tips um for us i mean you've said some incredible ones to save energy already and there was a few i didn't know especially my oven i didn't realize my oven used so much energy but yeah can you think of five tips we're going to put you on the pressure now to to um to stay warm for how people might stay warm this coming winter uh yeah sorry i have have um mentioned a few already but um um yeah so um the what we would always we would always ad advise a, a safe a safe room temperature is somewhere between 18 and 21 degrees um um so this would be um for when people are in in the home um and in particular if they're spending lots of time sitting and not moving around um so trying trying to keep keep your home at that temperature during the day um is when you're there is really important clearly if if people are going out of the out of the home um you know, for example, coming to one of your memory cafes, you wouldn't necessarily need to keep the heating on. So um, using um, your heating um, program as to time when heating comes on and off and also hot water for when you need it is um, is can be really helpful. So the heat is there when when you need it. Um, obviously, some programmers are easier to use than others and there are different controls out there that could be particularly helpful some are pro programmable um, that we're looking at at the moment um, um, but yeah set it's using your heating programmer to make sure that you have heating and hot water when you need it um, will help people stay warm and also manage their bills more easily um, at night time we don't need to keep our homes so warm um if we are in bed and sleeping but obviously you know some where some people might have disrupted sleep um and you know if people are up a lot in the night then obviously it's important to make sure that they're warm through the night as well so um but assuming people are sleeping through the night then you we don't need to keep um the temperature quite quite so high and you know we would the advice then would be about making sure that you have the appropriate duvet on your bed for for the for the season um and heated throws can can be used um yeah, in bed idea. too yeah they're not um 
not designed to have anything over them so it's not like an electric blanket which goes on the bottom of the bed they go over you so um you so they would be on the very cover. top of the duvet rather than the duvet on top of the heated blanket yeah so i think they were probably you know they're probably best suited for if you're if you're in in a chair um because i'm not sure you would feel the full benefit if it was on top of it on top of a duvet but um but they can provide additional heat so um yeah so so using using your heating programmer to make sure that you have um heat when you when you need it and is is really helpful for people who have um we call them uh thermostatic radiator valves the valves on the radiators that you can adjust the temperature of individual radiators they're really useful to direct heat to the rooms that you need it in so um if there are rooms in the home that aren't used so much, we wouldn't ever suggest turning them off altogether, but you can turn them down and then turn them up in um, to three or four in, in the living spaces or the spaces that you're spending most of your time. Um, so it's, and you know, if people are struggling to heat their homes, then, you know, heating one room is, is a really a, a good use of the, of, of your energy um i'm not sure how many points that is are we up to two i i reckon you're probably <laughs> up to because you you're right you did say some um before we asked the question before i asked the question because you said about keeping extremities warm using a heated blanket while watching television or being in the lounge you know like in one place um yeah. And I, I, I'd not heard of these heated blankets. Um, oh, they're great. They're so good. Yeah, <laughs> I so bought one last nice year and I use it present. all the time. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I've been out and bought one for myself too. It is really, yeah. yeah, it's it's really good for that extra extra little bit of heat. You know, if your if your heating has been on and gone gone off, or if it is a particularly cold day and you don't want to have to kind of fiddle with the controls because um, controls can't and uh, not always so easy to to manage um but yes i mentioned earlier about um layering layering clothing um hot food and drink that's a really yeah. good way of of staying warm and keeping moving so gentle gentle exercises can be can be really helpful um brilliant yeah especially because when we when when we when we um start to get cold um, our body's responses to direct the heat to our core so our extremities can can get quite cold so um, keeping keeping moving can kind of help re re-energize um, circulate the blood yeah absolutely keeping your circulation moving got a, a couple of things to add um, which um, we um, often talk with people about one of which is the priority services register um, <laughs> which is um, operated by um, by the national grid who are responsible for our um, electricity networks um, in Cornwall so they um, take care of all the ele electricity lines and if you go on their priority services register then if in the event of power cut then you would get additional support so it's really important that um 
any households where there is someone living living with dementia that they are on the priority services register so that they do get that extra support if they need it you get a special number to call and you you know you wouldn't be left without power for any length of time wow that um, is really but, really good to know but a lot of energy providers well energy i think all energy providers operate operate them too and also the gas network so um so if if people need support doing that they can they can come to us and we can help put them put them on um and it would mean when they're talking to their energy provider that they would they would get extra support and consideration as well um, so definitely so, if you're a vulnerable person you should be on this register um, absolutely weekend, right especially uh, yeah. in the winter time mm. uh, yeah and you're I mean, saying we, Catherine that you can do that for people or they can do it themselves so do they contact their own energy providers and say we, we want to be put on the priority services or do, is it a one place to, to contact so so you you can contact your energy provider and and do that they'll ask a few questions um um to look at what uh, the vulnerability is within the household but simply being of pensionable age is enough to go on the priority service register but if obviously if you have any health or mental health conditions then that is important for um, them to be aware of too um we the route that we we go down is we put people help people go onto the national grid uh priority service register and they will let other utility companies know so um but people can can do that themselves if they if they would like to we have a fact sheet about that on our on our website too but they people could also contact us if they like support support doing that um and or they could contact their um energy supplier too and they should be able to do it um the other thing that i wanted to mention was um gas um, locking cooker valves can be really helpful um, for households where um, if they have a, a gas cooker and if there's any concern around safety and how how the cooker is used there are safety valves that can isolate mm -hmm. the um, the cooker um, which is, is separate from the heating heating system I see. So, if someone was worried that their loved one might switch the gas on, oh, uh, absolutely, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, with with sort of safety things, I know a lot of our lists have open fireplaces or closed fireplaces nowadays. Um, is it is there any safety issues in that? Should people be having, um, you know, a carbon monoxide alarm or something in in a room with a fireplace or what? do you know do you know anything about that yeah absolutely um so if uh, for people are using any form of um um fossil fuel heating then they would need to have um a carbon monoxide alarm um but open fires um uh, and wood burners yes mm -hmm. absolutely um, but gas oil lpg um you know boilers as well so they we can help with those we can issue issue them um and post them out to people if needed they need to be sited within one and three meters of, of the appliance um at just below ceiling ceiling height um but smoke alarms too obviously yeah really really important to have if you haven't i know fire or, or wood burner um 
I mean, we would routinely recommend for everybody to have, have them, but uh, we can't issue them ourselves, but we can refer over to Cornwall Fire and Rescue who can come out and do a free home fire safety check, um, mm. which is really helpful. And they can issue, they can, they can fit smoke alarms while they're, while they're out. So, yeah, but right. we, we would always encourage anybody who is, relying on you know particularly if they're relying on coal we know there's a lot of households that are still in Cornwall that are still using coal um, for heating to contact us to see if we can support them to move on to another form of heating because um, obviously it's not not great for health and particularly as people get older um, it can be quite challenging to um, to keep the stoves clean and swept and you know loaded loading um can be can be quite difficult so yeah we can support and advise around moving on to another form of heating it's amazing so there's so much knowledge that you are carrying around every aspect of heat whether it's heating or whether it's grants or support and so um, you know, the best thing to do is reach out to Catherine and the um, Community Energy Plus charity people um, to to and and just trust that if you leave a message, you can you will be called back. You might just wait a little while. Um, but also you've got a really informative website where there's loads of tips and information on all these subjects that we've covered and more. So you can you can have a look in um, the link that's attached to this to get the website. On our website too, there's also um, a list of the events that myself and the my colleagues on the outreach team are attending. Um, they also, um, for anyone who's on on social media, um, their upcoming events are listed on on our Facebook page too. So you can have a look and see when we're next in in your area and uh, you know it might be that we're coming to a memory cafe but it might be that we're coming to another community space nearby so you can if you want to see someone face to face then you could pop down and see myself mm -hmm. or one of my colleagues too <laughs> oh well thank you what a lovely way to spend a morning and i'm tempted now to get myself a heated blanket oh, yeah <laughs> it's well worth it they're pricey I for my mom worth it <laughs> yeah. oh thank you for your time Catherine thank you for inviting me to join you it's been lovely talking with you thank you <laughs>